Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the Hows and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopers and SB Nation. And we're back here today with another quick post-game recap using a number to anchor a wider point or a wider trend of the game we just witnessed. And it was another ugly game that we just witnessed. There have been... A few things to talk about already throughout this season, and there will be probably hundreds more as it wears on. But the ugliness that can creep into stretches or quarters or entire games like this one is the overriding talking point, undoubtedly. And in the end, it's another loss to those pesky Spurs. It ends 107-98. to And this team... With this amount of talent, ending with just 98 points in a game, is about all you need to know in terms of how ugly that game actually was. With that in mind, this this episode's number is... 4. As in, the 4 three-pointers that Minnesota made from their 28 attempts in this game. Now, I need you to stick with me here because I've spoken about three-point shooting already a lot on these Number Crunch episodes. And even though I thought we'd turned a corner last time the Wolves played the Spurs and the Wolves lit it up from behind the arc that game, they are seemingly back in the dumps now. And sometimes, even with other issues like consistent effort, offensive weirdness with the addition of Rudy Gobert, and of course our old friend second chance points allowed, to me there is nothing even close to three-point shooting in terms of the reasons why this Wolves team have lost some of these games that they probably should have won. And that's why I really do want to sledgehammer home how important and how crushing three-point shooting can be when they just aren't going in. Like, they aren't going in right now for the Wolves. Uh, Right now, even with what we probably feel like is a slate of bad performances on the defensive end, the Wolves ranked fourth in defensive rating, according to Cleaning the Glass. They're giving up 107.4 points per 100 possessions. And that ranks them only behind the Bucks, the Cavs, and surprisingly, the Lakers. Within those defensive numbers, the Wolves are allowing the second lowest effective field goal percentage. They are turning teams over at the eighth highest rate. And opposing teams are getting to the line at the third lowest rate against them. And, to top all that off, teams are shooting the lowest percentage in the league at the rim against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you want to point to the schedule or not, or any other reason, or you know you want to point out that it really does sometimes look a lot uglier than those numbers suggest, 
The fact is that Minnesota are inarguably one of the league's best defenses throughout the tiny sample size that we've seen so far. And that alone should be winning them more games against mediocre to flat-out bad teams than we've seen in the, the four of the seven games that they've won so far. They should be winning more than four of seven games, being one of the best defenses in the league. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The problem, of course, is the offense. And specifically, the shooting. Again, I'm not trying to understate how clunky it has been or how... The team's isolation dawdlers like Ant and D'Lo have probably been slowing things down too much. That all plays into this weirdness and this clunkiness. But the Wolves currently rank 24th in offensive rating. Again, remember they rank 4th in defensive rating. So their offensive rating is 111.1 points scored per 100 possessions. And that number only worsened when they dropped the season low 100 flat offensive rating in this game against the Spurs, along with those paltry four three-point makes. And funnily enough, that still leaves them with the eighth best net rating in the league at plus 3.7. But imagine what we could be talking about if they weren't hitting 31.8% of their threes and they weren't having games where they only made four threes out of the 28 that they shot. I don't think personally that it has anything to do with Gobert's addition or any of the other changes to the roster, it's simply variance. Some teams start out hot and then mellow out as the season wears on, and some teams start off cold and then they heat up. Right now, the Wolves are the latter. Obviously, I'm going to hypothesize a little bit here, but say they were hitting 35% of their threes instead of 31.8. Now, where does that leave them? Are they the 15th ranked offense? Are they the 10th ranked offense? Are they in the top three in net rating? Do they creep past the Spurs in this game? Probably. Do they scrape past the Jazz a week or two ago? Probably. Is that the shot vari- is that shot variance the difference between, say, six and one and the four and three that they currently are? I'd say among a few other legitimate issues, that shot variance is probably the biggest. I will say that not every part of shot variance is pure luck. The fact is that Minnesota, and their offense specifically, isn't moving the ball enough or bodies enough right now. And I'm getting super nerdy on the numbers in this episode, but I do think it's worth having a look at a few more. This season, only 12.8% of Minnesota's shots as classified by NBA.com, are wide open. 
That means the closest defender is six or more feet away when they take that shot. That is 23rd highest in the league, ironically almost directly in line with their offensive rating rank. Last season, they ranked 18th with 15.5% of their shots being wide open. Now, that kind of seems small, but a 3% difference is big. And unsurprisingly, the Wolves were a much better three-point shooting team last season than they are so far this season. I do think that a lot of that is down to how this team is moving the ball. Pretty simple theory, right? Like, if you move the ball more, if you get it swinging around the horn, get it swinging side to side, you're more likely to cause a defensive mishap or punish a rotation and get one of those wide-open looks. Apart from a flash here or a quarter there, that just hasn't been there just hasn't been enough of that this season. The Wolves are actually shooting 42.3% on those wide open threes, which is the fourth best percentage in the league. They just aren't getting enough of them. I really do feel like the key to unlocking this offense and this shooting slump is to move the ball more, move the bodies more, move the mind into a place where that becomes routine. In fact, I think that stickiness in general is just cratering their shot profile. They're not just getting less wide open threes, they're shooting less threes in general than they were last season. And again, I don't think that replacing Jared Vanderbilt with Rudy Gobert really affects much of that. The Utah Jazz were constantly high in the league in three-point attempts and wide open three-point attempts because Gobert is such a great screener on and off the ball. Last season, Minnesota jacked up 41.3 triples a game. This season, they are meekly launching 34.1, which ranked 16th in the league last season. That 41.3 was the most threes that any team shot per game in the league. When that stickiness occurs, it usually ends with a drive into traffic or a contested shot at the rim that isn't created through ball movement, it ends with a mid-range shot, or it ends with a turnover. And it usually does not end in a three at all. I mean, obviously, there's some differences there. Sometimes they might jack up a three. Sometimes someone might come off a screen and launch a three. But most of the time, it's ending in, like I said, a drive into traffic, a mid-range shot, or a turnover. I don't think a team with a ton of athletic finishes and rim runners need to be at the top of the pile again when it comes to the three-point shooting. But I think clever ball movement lends itself to open threes and three-point makes lend themselves to offensive proficiency. Right now, the Wolves aren't getting any of those things and that was probably hasn't ever been more apparent than in this game against San Antonio. If they start getting those things and they hold on to their status as a stout defense then maybe this upcoming upcoming run of run of challenging games won't seem as frightening as it does when you look at the schedule right now. Let's see. I think it'll be interesting. I think that it's unlikely that Minnesota are one of the worst three-point shooting teams and one of the you know middle of the pack frequency three-point shooting teams when we get to 25 games in, when we get to 50 games in, when we get to 82 games in. But again, it'll be interesting to see if that changes in these in this upcoming stretch of games so i'll be here to discuss it when it does or when it doesn't i hope you will be too